been so wild lately. He doesn't seem to listen, he doesn't obey my commands, and we can't even bribe him with trees. He's gotten so out of hand, he may even have to be put down. God is not the problem here. The problem is the people who want to be the leader of the pack. We reintroduce God. We retrain people. You're listening to The God Whisperers. Welcome to God Whispers. I'm Craig D'Onofrio. I'm Bill Swirla. This is our special Reformation edition, day after Reformation Sunday. The Reformed edition. Two days before Reformation Day proper. That's right. The Eve of All Hallows, a.k.a. Halloween, the, the, the start of the Christmas shopping season. Yes. The great Christian holiday, Halloween. Lowe's has already got Christmas items up in their aisles. Costco as we has speak. for two months. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Halloween, that 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 uh, great American tradition, contributing to childhood obesity and bad dental hygiene. Who? What? And oh, and, and the welfare general. state. Why welfare? Oh, Going around door to door, mooching from your neighbors. <laughs> I'm Craig D'Onofrio. We've already gone through this. You're Bill Swirl. I am. We did. We, we said, did. We said our names already. That's it. I'm just so used to saying my own name. I'm, I'm kind of like Denny Crane. You love the sound of your own name, Denny Crane. <laughs> <laughs> it's the music. It's confusing. Oh, me. the music. I don't like this contemporary hymnody. I... One little word can fell him. What is the word? Liar. Bird. Some say. Oh, big finish. Bring it home. Bring it home. This is not a Lutheran arrangement. Nah. This has Presbyterian vibe to it. That's kind of Calvary Chapel vibe to it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the music. Yeah, well, of. it's that big over-the-top, you know. So this is, it's the Sopranos out front kind of thing, I think. Well, with too much vibrato. Yeah. Big, lusty Sopranos. Buxom. We should, we should try to determine whether Lutherans are actually singing this or not. Yeah, that would require some you know, work. If you're not Lutheran, you don't have a right to sing this. Did I ever tell you about when I was on my way to seminary? Do you know that that this this is in the Mormon uh, hymn book? I believe. Well, th- this this that actually. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to check that out. This plays along nicely with what I was about to say. I was on my way to seminary. And I took the northern route, and I stopped by to see our buddy Dave in in Utah, in Salt Lake City. Former Mormon, now Lutheran. And uh, he asked us if we wanted to to go tour the Mormon tabernacle and all that kind of stuff. So we did. We went over there. And their big meeting hall that all you unbaptized, unwashed people are allowed to go into has very nice acoustics. And to demonstrate it, they put on some music. And, of course... What music did they put on? A Mighty Fortress. Einfestaburg. And I almost fell out of my 
out of my chair just oh my god in my copy doing? of the mormon hymnal this is the what 19, are you doing with a mormon hymnal 19, hey i use all musical resources when, okay 19 19 Hello? 1948 Hello? Are, you, are you familiar with this. the church of jesus christ latter-day saints do they give you a free hymnal when they came him him number Here, have a book of mormon and hymn hymnal. number three a mighty fortress one verse what? <laughs> Just one damn verse in this what? thing. Uh, a mighty fortress is our God. A tower. I see two or three. No, it's the other side here. A tower oh, of strength ne'er failing. A helper mighty is our God or ills of life prevailing. He overcometh all. He saveth from the fall. His might and power are great. He all things did create and he shall reign forevermore. So not only do they bastardize the lyrics, they've only got one stanza of this. Okay, you're an expert on all things Mormon, aren't you? No. (laughs) If Heavenly Father is the God of this planet... Who is the God of Heavenly Father's planet before he became a God? Well, there is an infinite series then, of gods begotten yeah, in, in Mormon. It, in Mormon, it go back to? It's infinite. It's just, it's just eternal. I mean, it's just gods begetting gods begetting gods. Wow. It's infinite regress of gods. Well, I, I guess. Kind and of- then you have Elohim. Elohim had two kids, at least. No, I had lots of kids. But, I mean, the whole human race is Elohim's. So when, when, when Mitt Romney says we are all children of the same god he right. means we're all spirit children of elohim, elohim. well <sighs> then is jesus a god of another planet no he's the god of this he's got the earth he's one of elohim's kids so's lucifer wait, wait i thought elohim was the god of this earth i well i don't know and then elohim had it sex was, with the virgin mary and 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 gave and so that's how jesus got a body so said brigham young though popular literature denies this vigorously i'm going to need a graph because i'm uh, this is too confusing i need a chart or something elohim is 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 uh, no he's bigger he's bigger than that wait a minute hey, there's a phone call ringing. hang on he's, little holy trinity lutheran church action Hello? here we go yeah we're recording in his office right hey, now chuck. who's who's chuck not bad Tell him I said hi. Um, I'm recording. I'm recording the God <laughs> at the moment, and, and you're, you're now part of the show. Yes. Why? Why don't you hold it up to the the microphone? Oh, <laughs> Pastor, I'm dying. Is it bad? Come visit me. Oh. Oh. It's fun- sound is bad. it funny? It's a funny. Does, does it require immediate pastoral care? <laughs> oh, it can wait. Uh, that's, that's my. <laughs> it always could wait. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, we're, we're, we are recording. We decided we're, we're, we're on live, Mike. Why here. not? <laughs> can, I, can I call you back? This, I'll is, call, I'll, I'll, at home. this is what you pay for, folks, right I, here. I'll, I'll, I'll call you back at the intermission. <laughs> All right. Yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, very Man, nice. that is quality programming. Hi, Mr. McKenzie. Fine, go, you <laughs> savior hour. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you were supposed to play that at the end. Hey, talk for a while. I got to shut off my phone. What are you, what are you doing now? I got to shut off my phone. Okay. I don't want it to ring again. So back to the Mormon thing. We've got Elohim is what? Now you're looking at a chart. You don't know how to shut off your phone. It's complicated. This thing is like, hey, you should talk. This is like the pot calling the kettle black. You can barely get your computer booted up here. Well, I've got too much stuff on it. So Elohim is the god of this planet. Jesus and Satan are brothers, children of Elohim. Are we? We're then children of Elohim also. So we Jesus are. Is our brother? We are. That's right. He is our brother in the sense that we're all children of Elohim. Now, now, as I understand, the Mormons teach that now Elohim had a body, or he was a man once, and he became a god. Right. Okay. So uh, through celestial sex, our spirits were born and then sent down to earth. Right. Much. Yeah. We so get. But we get bodies. And who? And, who are the? The harem. Who are the who are the chicks the that chicks? are our mothers, our celestial mothers? I I, I, I don't know. How come we only have celestial father when there's celestial sex going on here? Don't we there's, have celestial there, mothers? There are goddesses there. There there are goddesses. There have to be goddesses. Mm. It's just not heaven without goddesses. How long is the gestation on a soul without a body? A spirit child? Yeah. I don't know. Long time. Real long. What, what I mean. I I don't know. I don't um, know because. With the population growth around the world, you know, if, does, if, does Elohim just keep accumulating more wives? If Mitt Romney deal? wins, we're going to have to kind of like there has to be like a special secret decoder ring for every time he says something religious. 
Yeah. You know, when he says, uh, talks about going to heaven, we have to decide whether it's the celestial kingdom, the terrestrial kingdom, or the telestial kingdom. I'm so glad we have that transcript Henning, of Henning of Henning's uh, hernia check. Yes, yes. So w- when turn you, left <laughs> when you when you are a celestial chi- or, or a spirit child and sent to Earth. All right, away and go with your mother. All right, and while you're there, why don't you try one of her bras on you, wee girl? <laughs> Is that what ha- what Heavenly Pretty, Father that's, that's, Elohim says? That's how he sounds. <laughs> He's Scottish. He sounds like a drunken Scottish. Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, when I listen to that cut, I don't know what it's from, but I, I just so I married I, an axe murder, I, the best movie ever. I want a plate of haggis. <laughs> Good night, Dad. Bye, Mr. McKenzie. Fine, go. You've stayed your hour. Actually, I have a very special clip for you, as your name is William. It is. William, move your head. <laughs> Look at the size of that boy's head. I'm not kidding. It's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> you think a complex? Well, that's a huge noggin. It's a virtual planetoid. Has its own weather system. Heed, move. <laughs> I want that. That that needs to be permanently archived. I do have a big head. You know, when when I was in when I was in high school band, I I had to I had to get like the maximum hat size. Cause William, move your head. <laughs> we just need that. Send me that MP3. I want that. William, move your head. Look at the size of that boy's head. <laughs> head. <laughs> That's just too good. Oh, man. Let's see. Who are we pissing off today? Probably some Calvinist who says, you know, you guys never talk about theology. We just listen to it. You just laugh at your own jokes. Pretty much, yeah. You know, he's right. <laughs> We talk theology for at least five minutes on every program. Uh, we have two Skype calls. Why don't you fire off the Skype calls? All right. They're in no particular order. So <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this, Is that anything new? <laughs> Actually, this fits in. I think this is the one that fits in well with what you just said. Okay. Here we go. Hello, good manly doctors of divinity. This is Michael Schmidt from Kansas. Well, there's, there it goes. I just want to let you know that the God Whisperers have been cited, cited. in a paper that was presented by myself at, the, <laughs> at our recent pastors' conference. You were cited as an example of pastors in the LCMS using technology and the Internet to spread the gospel and to catechize um, believers. Granted, I did this before listening to the first half hour of episode 200, but nonetheless, thank you for your work in promoting the discussion of theology in the Senate. Maybe maybe we should uh, just kind of think of like the God Whisperers. Hello, good manly doctors. In aggregate. You know, it's like the whole, It's you got to look at it as a whole. I, you not, know not, not, you know, the forest, not the trees. Here's, here's the deal. If you listen to the God Whispers for a year, you'll get at least two hours of solid theology. There, there is. There's content there. There is. But, you know, give that, us a year, we'll give you two hours. Isn't that a lot like reading the Old Testament? You know, you slog along and you're, you know, you're reading all this stuff. And then every once in a while, there's a nugget that comes your way. Did Luther write a commentary on the book of Numbers? Uh, no, he didn't write. I mean, he wrote introductions to all the books of the yeah. Bible uh, as he was translating them into the German language. Has a Lutheran ever written a commentary on the book of Numbers? Um, I'm Probably. sure there's one yeah. that has been or soon will be written <laughs> in the Concordia Publishing House You don't think it'll just be like a, a, a little appendage to uh, like Exodus or something like hey, that? Hey, didn't, wasn't it Paul Robbie who wrote like a massive 500-page commentary on Obadiah? Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, he was working on that when I was at the seminary. I think he was up to like page 700 yeah. or something like that, and they were going, okay, that's enough. Yeah, right. You <laughs> know, it's, at some point, uh, this, this is a little bit like Luther's small catechism with explanations, where the explanations are four times as long as the catechism right, is. Right. No, I'm sure there will be, although, you know, all commentary series are fated to be incomplete. 
You know, know they're a little saying. bit like parking lots at airports. If they're ever done, the eschaton comes, you know. So, oh, yeah. So, you know, if you look at any commentary series, they're extremely uneven, first of all. You know, you have the good, the bad, and the genuinely ugly. And then also, a lot of them have missing books where the project just cratered. They ran out of money. Somebody got fired. Uh, you know, whatever whatever the deal. But commentaries have this 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 way of never getting done. So I don't know about the book of Numbers. Uh, you know, probably Reed Lessing, our buddy, our buddy Reed, the Gilulim. You know, <laughs> what can I say? Is uh, you know, I cannot think of any like real theology in the book of Numbers except just names upon names. And you know, aside from exactly, why did why did that suddenly become my in the left ear now? I don't know. Did it, that switch? It, it was in the right. Now we 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 record ultimately. You know in, what? Maybe mono. Maybe on your side, because <laughs> well, now, now that's coming through in both. That's stereo right there. I don't know. I'm, I'm no, only see, I'm only getting right. it left. Oh well, one of us probably has our headphones on backwards. Oh, that's it. I flipped my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> what? When I was taking that phone call, uh, I, I thought Henning actually did turn to the left and turn to the right. <laughs> you know, um, I don't, I don't know. Have we, have we jumped the shark? Have we lost our proprium? Have we kind of, have we just drifted off into the dazed and confused world of our our own angst and self self flagellation? I think what we need to do is go down to uh, where the boats go out, Davy Jones' locker. Yeah. And uh, just wait for the boats to come in, see if they haul in a shark and get some video of us jumping over. Jumping shark. the shark? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm listen- I listened I to this, some good. of the early episodes. There was integrity there. There was teaching. We were going through the catechism. There was good stuff. Now we just screw around for most of the time. William, move your head. <laughs> <sighs> you got another Skype call? It's all good. Yeah, we do. You want to take the other one? This, hey, one, this one actually uh, could provoke discussion. Yeah, the, I, I have a, I have something I, I need to address to the, our listeners. The last one was actually pretty, I have an announcement pretty nice to make in that we we are recognized for doing something, which is is that close to an award? Almost. I, I want an award. I want a Malcolm Muggeridge. Uh, Malcolm Muggeridge Award or something. What what CPH get? CPH got some kind of uh, Malcolm Muggeridge Award. Oh, I thought that it was the Prostate Society of America or something like that. Really? I don't know what it was. From the from the the the, the American Society of Proctology? <laughs> something like that. I you know what? You're a circuit counselor. Can't, I am. Can't can't your circuit give us an award of some sort? We could. We could petition the we you know what we'll do? We'll memorialize the synod. Ooh, that's not a bad thought. I want to. I, we we need to be memorialized. Get, yeah. Put on the other Skype call here. All right, here we go. Hello, Pastor Swirl and Zanofrio. Justin here, the Canadian Hi. who at one time drank Amarola in drank Amarola at Christmas down in Australia with Pastor Carl in Queensland. Shortly before phoning in, well, the night before, Canadians not important, but worth mentioning. So, a couple things. Congrats on your 200th episode. Second thing, I have a question which is of consequence to those with short attention spans like myself. So for those of us with short attention spans, there is Twitter, which is an awful and good invention at the same time. Um, on which or there's an account where someone maintains an account that posts paraphrased Bible verses and followed by often asking people to retweet or retweet and share. The last, the last several have been rather dark and taken out of context, which being a religious studies student and enough of your props to tell you that context is everything. And um, that, yeah. So, and it's long story short, some of these paraphrased verses were rather not right, and I don't like the idea of, of sharing something that hints at salvation via works or piety. Um, it, it seems to take away from the salvation of glory. Anyway, so does that make you a worse person for doing that, for not resharing those verses? Like, I actually suppose not. A mutual friend mentioned that um, I'm a damnable sinner and I can't do much to make that worse. So, um, yeah, thoughts? Um, yeah, rambling. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but, um, yeah, that's it. Cheers. Bye. This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. That's all I got to say on that. 
Did you catch the question? I have no idea what he was, it was talking something about. about works righteousness, Amarula, Australians, damnable sinners. Canadians. I, maybe he was speaking, Maybe he was speaking in Canadian. Maybe I think that's why we. A? I didn't hear any A. Yeah, no uh, but anyway, here's the thing. I think he was talking about. Uh, there's some there's some some uh, Twitter site that tweets Bible verses and and ah. so, and some of them are are dark and deeply out of context and 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 I think the gist of what he was saying is is okay to skip over the dark parts of Scripture um, and the answer is no and yes well there was something about a damnable sinner and. Uh bacon no well the, no, no bacon. but here, here's the deal i mean it, yes all scripture is written by inspiration of god now that's in the new testament about the old testament and we make a logical leap to include the new testament in, in that even though paul was talking about the old testament so go figure uh but all scripture does not apply everywhere all the time in the same way you know that's the big evangelical error where you just kind of whip open your bible and you know i've got a verse for you yeah, what which does this mean to me? Which usually comes from the Psalms, because if you open a Bible in the middle, it'll open to the Psalms. But 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 even so, you know, um, you know, go and do do thou likewise. Better check into what's being uh, said there before you go and do thou likewise. But <laughs> but but uh, you know, so there's there's that problem. The other problem is, as he says, context, um, especially when it comes to the Old Testament. The old the Old Testament is written in the context of Old Testament Israel. Um, the surrounding nations, the Canaanites, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, having to do with salvation history. And that is what God has been doing in, with, and under the history of this no-name nation called Israel uh, to bring forth the Christ in the fullness of time. So, you know, it's like uh, proof texting and, and just isolating verses. It's just totally unproductive. So, yeah, he's okay. He's cool. Inquire no more, you feral beast. There you go. Let's uh, go. Let's uh, let's see. We need to go to the mailbag. William, move your head. All right. God whispers at gmail.com in case you're interested. Uh, got a note here from Michael, our good friend. I won't say his last name. You and I both know him. To everyone, our email was hacked last night around midnight. Don't open any links <laughs> attached. Too late on that one, Michael. I got, my wife's not speaking to me after what opened up when I... Uh, never mind. Uh, let's that see. Amazing Grace? Amazing Grace. That's irresistible, irresistible Grace. grace. Yes. Uh, Josh writes, uh, manly doctors of religiosity. Yes. That's re- irreverent reverence of ili- religiosity. Disturbing yet compelling. It Manly doctors of divinity. Yes. You know, the, the paper's on the wall. Um, the paper's on the wall. William, move your head. I was listening to the mashup episode 202. That's our most recent. Thanks to Brian Yamami, by the way. He, hey, uh, Brian. He, uh, he, he, he just, just, I mean, he did a great job. It was, uh, the first half is what he calls mayhem. And the second half he calls theology. And uh, he scoured the last, uh, you know, last 50 or so episodes looking for nuggets. The first rule of the God Whispers is there is no God Whispers. I was listening to the mashup episode Sorry. 202 and to the bit about pastors communing themselves. Pay attention now, Chris. Yes. It's about you. 202. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. moment, we have a vacancy pastor, and he's communing himself. How dare he? Well, hopefully not all by himself. Oh, that would be bad. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the first time that I had seen it, but I did not think there was anything wrong with it. Yeah, good, good thinking. One comment that Pastor Swirla, that would be me, said that struck, uh, stuck out for me was something about layman... Uh, a layman or laymen, depending on what he wanted to say there, serving communion to the pastor. This might just be a minor distraction, but hey, did that ever stop us before on this show? No. Minor distractions? I'm squirrel. Your life is a, is a minor distraction. You know, it's interesting on the way over here, I was listening to the radio and uh, they were talking about Renaissance men. And they're saying that Renaissance men are often accused of being ADD because they have many. These days. Yeah. And, and so I was thinking about you accusing me, and I'm not ADD. I'm just a Renaissance man. <laughs> Weren't they also incredibly creative? I'm very creative. Oh, okay. I can do all sorts of things with paper mache. Do you have any tangible evidence of that? Right um, here. Good night, Dad. Bye, Mr. McKenzie. Fine, go. You've stayed your hours. <laughs> that sounds like so many people I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> this might be a minor distraction, but I've only seen elders or deacons assist in serving the host. Huh. As I understand it, the elders' responsibilities are to assist the pastor in all things, but not replace the pastor. Well, okay, uh, we'll get to that. So the elders help at the Lord's table, visiting the sick. Elderly assist with baptism. Could even preach the prepared sermon in the event of an emergency. I always wanted like a a, a sermon like in a glass enclosed case with a thing that says in case of emergency, break glass. A little hammer next. Yeah, to it. and so the elder just smashes that and pulls out the sermon in like a time capsule. Yeah, but these days they have to wear safety goggles before they can smash it. Because you know. OSHA regulation. So much for an emergency. Yeah. Um, and where a pastor, a replacement pastor could not be found in time. You know, it's like, the, you know, the vision is just kind of pulling one off the street. Are you, are you a pastor? I've had to do it once. What? Have, have an elder read a sermon because I was just home sick as I've been, a dog. I've been real, real close. Anyway, the elder sick cannot give dog. absolution or administer the sacrament without the pastor present. I understand the elder is still a layman, but a special layman, as he's been appointed by the congregation to assist the pastor in his duty. What do you guys think? Now, there's a lot of questions there. So it's elders, pastors. Uh, to what extent do elders assist? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Any thoughts? Well, as necessity mandates, you you deal with things. Oh, you're invoking necessity. Well, yeah. I the mean, mother of all inventions. See, but here's the thing is there's been a lot of violence done in the Lutheran church because we recognize in matters of dire necessity, this may happen. And yeah. so then all of a sudden the matter of necessity becomes, becomes well, a, a it's synodical Sunday. regulation. Yeah, It's, no, it's Sunday. That's so, right. you know, we have an, a need here, you know. and, and Let's uh, backtrack. First of all, elders not found in Scripture. Okay. Well, they are, but not as we have them. What, what's called the presbyteros, or the plural presbyteroi in the New Testament, are clergy. They're pastors. They are, in fact, uh, in, the, in the, the second century development of the pastoral office, they would be the equivalent of the local parish pastor. But we use elders in our church more as diaconia. Well, yeah, but we don't deacons. call them that. We're all screwed up on deacons and Lutheran yes. church. So let's leave that one out. Uh, in, in, the, in the historic threefold office, it was bishops who were regional overseers, presbyters who were the local parish pastors, and deacons who were basically assistants to presbyters and bishops or episcopoi. Uh, usually in the, in the, the distribution of, of uh, food for the poor, works of mercy, this kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, communion. Yes, it is common practice in many Lutheran churches for the elders to distribute the bread that is the body of Christ. Uh, do I think it's a good? What do you think? What do you think of that? I'm indifferent. You're indifferent. I say no. Here's why: because to distribute the body of Christ is to admit to communion. And the oh, bo- oh, oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I, I I wasn't paying attention. I was thinking that you you were saying the cup. I said I, the, the bread. body. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes. Turn your head. Uh huh. Very good. Uh, a little hernia there, but uh, he'll be getting. The I like ca- the little gasp at the end there. He'll though. be. Yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> smoking. Um, <laughs> no, to to administer the body of Christ is to admit to the table, which is ultimately finally buck stops here with the pastor. Right. Right. Um, so that's I'm I'm reticent to do that. Uh, um, with regard to the cup, see one of the, a lot of elders do, don't do you, like to handle the cup. That's why they do the bread. You they have both like, the chalice and the and the jiggers. Yeah, I ad, I administer <laughs> I I administer <laughs> the body of Christ uh, to everybody at the table that's there, and then uh, I and the elder come together. The elder uh, with the the uh, the tray of jiggers and me with the chalice, and uh, and we we administer the cup as one. See, I even say the words, the, the blood of Christ shed for you. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the elder is literally a second pair of hands. Just yeah, to... we, we have a nice tradition at Mount Olive where, where people will, for the most part, wait. So they'll, if they take the individual cup, and I have two-thirds that are on the chalice now, which is kind of nice. But they'll take the, the individual cup and they'll wait for, uh, for the pastor to come by with the chalice right. and say the words and everything. And, then, and they all drink together, which is kind of nice. So, uh-oh, we're way, way over time. Uh, <laughs> As I'm pointing. How did this happen? Frantically to the clock. Yeah, let's see. What will we go out yeah, with Yeah, we here? need some music. Yeah, a little. 15, 3, 7, 5. Take there five. we go. Everybody's clear. Now, we don't have to worry about y'all. Go ahead. Play yourselves. Little Louie. That was a smooth transition. Yeah, that was really bad. 
That's not Lou, oh, Louis Prima. Yeah. It is time to say goodnight to Napoli. Now I want Italian food for dinner. William, move your head. In the morning, Senorino will go walking. Where the mountains help the sun come into sight. And by the little jewelry shop, we'll stop and linger. While I buy a wedding ring for your finger. In the meantime, let me tell you that I love you. Bonacera, Senorino, kiss me goodnight. Bonacera, Senorino. Kiss me goodnight, but to rip to that to rip, but bone the body boat, but do the battle boat, bone seda, Sandino, bone seda. It is time to say goodnight to Napoli. Though it's hard for us to whisper, bone seda, with that old moon above the Mediterranean Sea. In the morning, Sandino, we'll go walking. All right, more contemporary Lutheran hymnody. <laughs> hey, it's in it's it's in the in their Muttersprache, die Muttersprache. Wake up, Denofrio. Wir glauben all an einen Gott. Yeah, it sounds very glauben. That's the way they did it back in Luther's day, though. It was a very glauben. This is back in the day when you didn't have to entertain people in the pews. Well, they succeeded. Oh, well, isn't that special? <laughs> I think I may have picked the wrong one. I think so. Isn't this supposed to, like, segue into Einfesterburg? I don't know. This is the creed. This is Luther's creedal hymn. It's beautiful, but it makes me want to take a nap. This is the third article. You can't sleep during the third article. It's happened before. You'll miss the application of your justification. No, you'll I be won't. reprobate. I'll be resting in it. No, you'll be reprobate. Oh, what's new? <laughs> you and your Calvinist buddies. I don't think you're one of the elect. I just know. I just know. I, You know... I can look at a person. I can look at a person and tell whether they're elect or reprobate. You can feel it. I feel it. Oh, isn't that special? <laughs> <laughs> we saw Dana Carvey uh, live in concert. I guess you could say that was kind of fun. Dana Carvey is genius. Yeah, you know, he got he got that church lady thing by observing the behavior of our parishioners in the church parking lot. He's he's he's, got, he's Lutheran by background. He, he grew up Lutheran. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he grew up most in it or uh, something else. I seriously doubt that he's uh, staying with it, but uh, 
You never know. Yeah. So uh, we're we're talking about. Uh, we're this is just sucking the oxygen out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I grew up. Right, away and go with your mother, all right? <laughs> and while you're there, why don't you try one of her bras on you, wee girl? <laughs> Let's see what the other one was like. <laughs> I'm going to aspirate my water. I can barely hear it. Is it there? It was ducked. Uh, oh, that's the same thing. Duck, duck, goose. All right, we're not we're not going down that road again. So, um, no more, you feral elders, beast. elders. First of all, not, oh yeah, back to not, that. Not 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 really in the Bible. It's more of a, that's more of a Presbyterian church right. invention that the Lutherans took over. Um, I don't know why Lutherans have elders. I don't know why they have a board of elders. I don't know where they got the stuff from, but but it's in Walther's stuff. I don't know where he got it from. You know, in, in his in 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 the church he came from, that, that church was governed by a consistory. It's basically a committee job that supervised the uh, the territorial churches. A consistory. A consistory. It's a committee that consisted of of uh, laymen, pastors, various others, hanger hangers on. Co-opted usually on a biennial basis. Usually the prince or or the land the the uh, the, the guy who owned the land. Okay. You know. Oh, he he was involved with all that, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but and that's that's so who basically he was, set. He was basically the, on the on the board of directors. They set, yeah, they're kind of. They set the agenda for the church. They were all over. They're all over Walther, like white on rice, for uh, wanting to kind of roll back uh, roll back the machinery uh, to uh, the older Saxon agenda. That's what got him in trouble. You know who got Walther in trouble in the old country? Who his school teacher turned yes. him into the consistory. School teachers are always trouble. Yeah, there you go. So so it, it was. A, a consistory. Yes, is is is, is that kind well, of? Well, it's a well-known fact, Sonny Jim, that there's a secret society of the five wealthiest people in the world, known as the Pentaveret, mm. who run everything in the world, including the newspapers, and meet triannually at a secret country mansion in Colorado, known as the Meadows. <laughs> the Queen. What are the these? What, what are these the Gettys, we're listening the Rothschilds. To? And Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. <laughs> I hated the Colonel with his wee beady eyes and that smug look on his face. Oh, you're gonna buy my chicken. Oh, I just want to pour a Jameson's at this point. I, I you know, I don't so, know what it is. So but. in in Walter's day, the Pentaveret ran the church. Ah, uh, yeah, something like that. The I mean, German equivalent, the, the German Cur- mafia. The Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders was involved. Well, there were bratwurst makers involved, I'm sure. But but you know, you you haven't seen so I married an accident. I I have not. Uh, now I want to. I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah, well, I I don't I don't watch movies much. I'm not a movie person. This is the best movie ever. All right, I'll go. You know, I'll I'll go watch it. Ian Pacey and I. You you would come up from New Jersey when I was in Connecticut. We'd buy a bottle. The Formula of port. One driver, Ian Pacey. We'd buy a bottle of port. Bottle of port. That's a good start. Chocolate ice cream. Oh yeah. And we'd watch So I Married an Axe Murder and then play uh, video games all night. That was kind of our thing. So the elder, <laughs> the, the elder in the Lutheran church, yeah, I, I think, I think that, that Josh says as well that the elder's a layman, but he's a special layman. He holds a man-made office in the church, a man-made office in the church, a church, an office that the church invented to help now, the pastor. W- w- wait, the, don't the elders basically boss the pastor around? They think, what to do? they yeah. think. See, okay. that's, that's where we, bu- we, we bummed this from so the, the Presbyterian. The pastor works for the elders. That's what we we bummed this from the Presbyterians. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, but but anyway, but and it's not uncommon practice to have an elder assist with the distribution of communion. But no. he is assisting the pastor. Yes, in my opinion, the pastor ought to control the uh, access to the table by the distribution of the body of Christ. Uh, second of all, then there was that issue about the pastor communing himself versus being communed by a layman. And I think this is what Josh is referring to, where canon, I believe, don't hold me to it, canon 15 of the Council of Nicaea, we hold the creed, we don't hold the canons necessarily, but they are interesting, says that a deacon may not, may not, under any circumstances, uh, commune presbyters or bishops. In other words, he may commune the laity, that is, assist with the distribution, but he may not commune presbyters and bishops. In other words, he's to honor the office that is over him. You know? I'm, I'm trying to remember if it's in the Book of Concord or Luther's writings where he says the pastor should commune himself first and then etc. Luther. 
It's Luther. Yeah, that, that, that's Calvary. Luther. In one of his orders, 1523 or 1526, can't remember, but he bears witness that first the pastor communes himself, then he communes the the rest. All the I, I think the thinking there is that you, you, you are communed, so you can now commune others. The, the that was that commune. was that was Nagel's thing that you you can't be giving out the body and the blood until you have been bodied and bloodied. Um, kind of works. So so I got Harrison coming to our church on Sunday. So should I? <laughs> <laughs> that's a nasty cough. So sh- should I? I have should I commune at his hand or should I still commune? Ah, uh, is is in his the presence a, of the bishop? Is his a, a, an actual ecclesial uh, ecclesiastical position? Not in our it, polity. It is. That's right. Yeah. He is the uh, basically the CEO, isn't he? Good call. Yeah. Good call. He is. He is the chief executive. So what I would do is I would commune him, but then make your books available for him to peruse. Oh, yeah. Personal yes. budget, too? Yeah. Okay, well, well I don't know about personal budget, but, you know. But I'm opening my the, home. The church's uh, left-hand kingdom stuff. From uh, Obsessive Mike, one of our uh, many characters. Good old Obsessive uh, He was yes. on the ball here. While I appreciate your discussion of the history of Genesis 1 to 11, I think it's going too far to suggest that Abraham was the first real person in Genesis, if I'm understanding you correctly. <laughs> smiley, laugh out loud. Uh, just wish that you would have devoted the whole show to the topic. Why? I mean, how, how deep do you want me to dig? How big a grave? What what size hole do you want to bury me in? How here? much do you want to expose Swirla's unbelief? Absolutely. If you're going to drop such a colossal bombshell, Adam wasn't real. WTF. What does that stand for? WTF. WTF. What, w- what the fudge? <laughs> Chocolate, please. Yes. <laughs> he, 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 he. That's H E E H E H E. Do you do you like pho? The the uh, noodles. I, I I love pho. Pho. Yeah. Pho. Yeah. Yeah. I like Thai food too. Yeah, the Vietnamese pho is awfully good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Thai food's really good, especially spicier the better. I know there are creative uh, pho restaurants around. Yeah. Well, there is a what the pho. What the pho? Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, they went out of business. Oh, did, yeah. But I, there, there, there are others around. I in, googled them not too uh, long what ago. The pho, and, well, I was looking for them down in Huntington Beach. But. Kind of like mom and dad calling the kids to the dining room to discuss their homework, then calmly announcing, "Oh, by the way, mom and dad are getting a divorce." That's me saying, "quote unquote," that I really think that the first guy I could probably shake hands with is Abraham. Okay, did I say that the, those the other guys weren't real? I just I couldn't shake hands with them. Um, I can't relate to them. I can't relate to somebody who lives 900 and some years. Yeah. Or Tubal Cain. Tubal, Tubal Cain. Good old Tubal Cain. Tubal Cain is my favorite yes, guy. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I got I have favorites in, in those gen, in that Genesis 1 to 11 crowd. Uh, uh, Tubal Cain well, is right is up the there. What is the Genesis 1 11 crowd? Well, all those names and those Toledoth, you know, the Toledoth, the, the genealogies that have like numerical right. uh, structuring and right. all this good stuff. But Tubal Cain, the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. They're, they're... Gotta love a guy like that. Or Enoch, you know, he went off to the 7 Eleven to get a big gulp, disappeared. That was it. He went to 7 Eleven? He was not, it says. It's not like. He just wasn't. He was that he wasn't. I love stuff like that. There are three wet the fuzz up in uh, Washington. <laughs> Bothell. Personally, I'm partial. Bellevue. I'm partial to the. Oh, South I didn't Center. read this before. I'm partial to the framework interpretation of the creation account. I, I hold to a modified framework interpretation, by the way. But I still believe that Adam was a real guy, along with Noah, and maybe the flood was. Though maybe the flood was local. Oh, <laughs> hedging your bets here, Mike. And I believe that Eve was indeed able to shake Adam's hand. Yeah, for about nine hundred what some years. Good grief. Can you imagine being married to the same woman for 900 years? Wow. You know what? My wife would be okay. Oh, yeah? All right. I think so. There you go. You know, it might get, might get old after about 750. You know, that's what they say. You yeah. get the 700-year itch. Yeah. 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 Uh, among other things, which is why we all really exist, he, 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 he. Well, at least he's enjoying himself. All right. So anyway... <laughs> And then please allow me to offer a quick plug for, I'm not going to mention the name. They hold to the day-age view. I don't like the day-age view. 
I don't. I really do not like the day-age view. What is the day-age view? That means that the day in Genesis 1 stands for an epoch, a long period of time, an unspecified span of of time, day-age. Uh, hinging on the verse, a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as a day from the psalm, and then quoted by, I believe, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Peter. Peter says that. So <clears throat> I don't like the day age. I am a literalist. When I read Genesis 1, day means day. Um, I'm also, I also take it literally when it says that the animals came out of the earth. I mean, God, they didn't pop into existence. God said, let the earth bring forth living things. Uh, the plants come out of the earth. Let the earth bring forth vegetation. You know, this wasn't ex nihilo. This was out of the earth. Notice I am remaining silent on this because you don't want to get in trouble. You're, it's not that's that. because you, you confuse, want to call. You confuse the crap out of me with this. That's all. They I, hold I don't to even the, know what the heck you're talking they hold, about. Most well, of the time. he says they, that is the people on the, this website I'm not going to talk about, hold the day age view and are awesome when it comes to understanding the latest scientific discoveries from a Christian perspective. Right there. That's what I'm talking about. You do not understand scientific things from a Christian perspective. Okay. If you, you say so. You understand scientific things from a science perspective. <laughs> oh. How long must I put up with you wicked and perverse William, generation? William, move your head. Squeal <laughs> like a pig. Bump. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm still done. I have trouble with my ducking. <laughs> I need to get it cleaned out. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so I want to go on record right here. Um, You know, because I heard rumor. My eyes have just glazed over the back in my head. I heard rumor that that people were saying, don't listen to God whispers. Swirla does not believe in the Bible. I want to go on record right here, right now. Episode 203, God whispers. I do not believe in the Bible. All right. So there. Inquire no more, you feral beast. I believe in the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three persons in one undivided being or essence. I believe in Jesus Christ. I do not believe in the Bible because the Bible was not nailed to the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. I believe that the Bible is true because my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ says it is. There, I'm done. I'm afraid. We're all biblicists now, I'm, aren't I'm we? I'm just afraid. We're all biblicists. That's right. I, you know, yeah. We just, we just love, we just love to worship the thing instead of God. We, we just, you know, you name it. What do we do? We take the bread of the Lord's Supper and we lock it up in a box and we pray to it. All right. Yeah, man, it really tied the room together. Big Were you listening to the dude's story, Donnie? Walter. Were you listening to the dude? Is this sanitized? So you have no frame yes. of reference here, Donnie. You're like a child who wanders into Walter, the middle of a movie and wants to know. Walter, what's the point? <laughs> I love that movie. I was saving that for the appropriate moment, I and am, that seemed to be it. I'm deeply moved. It's like, what's the point? My favorite line, hey, go easy. There's a beverage involved. <laughs> They're trying to stuff him in the back, so he's got a white Russian and is hey, go easy, man. There's a beverage involved. <laughs> the rug tied the room together. I love it. Yeah. I just love it. No, I, of course, I, I believe that the Bible is the expired word of God. <laughs> expired. Theopnicus. It's, 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 it's God-breathed. It's expirated. It's not inspirated. It's expirated. God didn't inhale. He exhaled. Good grief. Don't you confessional boys ever read the I'm, Bible? I'm, I'm thinking expired as in... No, not like a gone, coupon. Gone bad. No. As in It's rotten. always good. Smells like it's, kimchi. It's written, at least, it's written to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's its purpose. Okay. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that the man of God, which, by the way, means pastor. It doesn't mean just any kind of, like, believer type. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe perfected, thoroughly equipped to every good work in his office. He's writing to Timothy. Go figure. So that's going to get somebody else's panties in a bunch. I'm sick of this. I am so sick of this. We don't think anymore, do we? No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
he doesn't he doesn't believe in the bible i believe it's infallible i believe it accomplishes exactly what god purposes it to (laughs) (laughs) yeah man it really tied the room together I want that on an MP3. <laughs> All right. I'm so done with that. Anyway, I wrote Obsessive Mike back. He's happy. Um, framework, interesting way of looking at things. I like it. But, I'm, you know, I, I, I tweaked that. I modified that a little bit. Here's my big thing on Genesis 1, okay? I'm just going to kind of distill it in a nutshell. It's about word events. It's about devarim, the devar, the, the, the spoken word. God speaks, and it's so, not just once, but for all time. You know, that's why be fruitful and multiply is not a commandment for Lutheran pastors. I have 12, 14 kids. This is, a, this is basically a creative word that causes the birds to do it, the bees to do it, and us to do it. Got it? Got it. Be light, light there is. That's the way it works. So the days, and I believe they are days of creation. I'm not sure what they refer to, but they are days. Um, are verbal events, word events, God speaking order into the tohu abohu by water and spirit. Genesis 1-2. It's all tied together. Craig, don't you get this? You don't think deep thoughts, do you? You think you think shallow thoughts. I just You have, don't swim in the deep end. You, have you, enough, you play in the kiddie pool. I have enough trouble as it is without tinkering around with the word of God. I'm not tinkering. I'm I, taking I, it know, at its face value, for goodness sake. Overanalyzing it and, oh, and yeah. getting a little crazy. There you go. Getting a little crazy. That's right. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're, you know what your problem is? You never had a proper education. <laughs> I studied under the same people you did. Who? Nagel, Foyer, Han. Oh, seminary. Yeah. That that's an education. Come well, on, I don't come, know. come on, come on. Really, really. Uh, you know, I I I don't know what to tell you. Hey, you, you did. You're st- just generally confused. You did study. I of course I am. Uh, you studied under under Rod. No, not really. I was a business major. <laughs> I just lived with Rod. Wait. 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 Back off. I own a spaceship. <laughs> I used to fly a spaceship. <laughs> We're going to see Shatner, man. The judge took it under advisement. It at least demonstrates a recognition on her part that we have a colorable cause of action. Are are we going to try to get a Shatner soundbite? It would be pretty cool. I don't know how lucky we'll be. Take 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 our little little mini recorders along. Yeah, a little pocket recorder. Yeah, and and see if we can get them to say, inquire no more, you feral (laughs) bees. That would would make my day. I I just have a feeling if we held it up to his face, security would pounce on us and take it away. Oh gosh, we'd be wrestled down. <laughs> <laughs> See the the thing the thing is the thing is is that if you just and and here's all I advocate. Okay, and I, I'm gonna, I'm going to speak in very plain language here. Is is that what, what here's what really irritates me is is that. All these 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 Bible believing types they they all want to make fun of scientists and and really poke fun or or try to get them to reinterpret their data, you know. In other words, their data's got to line up with a flood and it's got to line up with a young Earth and stuff. And it's a little bit like the archaeology department at Brigham Young University, you know, <laughs> just trying to trying to prove, <laughs> trying real hard to prove the Book of Mormon. You know? <laughs> But but here's the thing is that 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 once the data piles up in a certain way, scientists tend not to ignore that. Okay, that's that's step one. Step two, why don't we do that on our own? Why don't we do that with our own data set? And that is look to see what the biblical text actually says and not what we think it says vis-a-vis some bunch of evolutionists that that came around, you know, thousands and thousands of years after the scriptures were written. You know, I'm not real big on this. God wrote it this way so we in the latter days can discover how true it is. You know, you ever, you, you ever get there's, there's that sense that, oh, God wrote it this way. So, like, we know the profound scientific truth. It's just a matter of finding the, uh, finding the, uh, the, the evidence that, that demonstrates this is true. So now everybody will believe the Bible. I believe there are actually people who think this. Well, there, on the other hand, are, there are issues with those who would read the scriptures only through the church fathers. 
And, you know, they're saying, oh, well, we're getting the historical view. The church fathers were groping around in the dark half the time. There, there's another example, though. You know, and, and so what do we say? We, we try to read the scriptures in, in historical, grammatical context. And what you're, what you're trying to do is you're trying to come up with, if you'll pardon the expression, the most virginal reading you can of the scriptures first. Mm. Yeah, but who can do that? Well, but that's what you—that's what good exegesis really is. You know, and that's why the exegetes are always getting in trouble because yeah. the dogmaticians come along and say, "Well, if that passage says that, then we can't use that to prove this anymore." And of course, the exegete goes, "So, yeah." See, and my big thing, but what, what my big thing is, we should always be looking at the text to say, "Does it necessarily say this?" And are these things, do these things necessarily hold? I'm tired of the slippery slope that if you, you give on one point, you know, like, in, you know, somewhere in the beginning of Genesis, then like dominoes, 66 books just go bup, 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 all the way down and it all becomes myth, legend, and fable. Not necessarily. You, you have to demonstrate that. Okay. Here's my question to you. <laughs> what is your question, sir? If the rich man and Lazarus yeah. are not real people. Yeah. Is there still a real heaven and hell? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> there you go. Inquire no more, you feral beast. If Jonah is not a real person and the fish is not a real fish, does Jesus still rise from the dead? Yes. Uh-huh. See, so there's not a logical necessity between these two. Do I believe Jonah's real? Yes, I believe Jonah's real. I mean, Jonah's referred to a number of times as a prophet. To Way to save your butt. Uh, I good. have to save my butt. Yeah. I, you know, I know who signs my paycheck. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all in the dance. That's, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. It's all in the dance. And, and you know, here's, <laughs> if, if, you take, if you take a rigid, inflexible position when you're out in the apologetics, apologetics is like martial arts, you know, is you're not trying to convince somebody to believe. You're trying to poke holes in their unbelief. Yes. In their, in their skepticism and their resistance. And so if you take a rigid stance, you're going to get knocked on your ass out there. I Likely. Hear, yeah. So here's the point. You, uh, everybody gets wound up about like, like um, theistic evolution, right? Uh -huh. I don't like theistic evolution because I don't like evolution as, as an explan a scientific explanation. It's not, it's not. It, it just doesn't rise to, to the, the kind of the level. There's, there's got to be more than just this, this uh, um, you know, this kind of tumbling through a, a naturally selected process from lesser to greater. It just is unsatisfying to me as a chemist. But, but <laughs> theistic evolution is a great thing to posit when somebody says the whole thing's unguided. Because that's, that's the thing. I don't care how long it takes. I don't even care about the evolutionary hypothesis. What I care about is the insistence that it's unguided, that it happens all by itself. You can't prove that. There's no way you can prove something is unguided. Have you seen David Minton's videos at all? Uh, I've seen him speak in person. Yeah, he's a pretty impressive guy. Yeah. I, I really like the fact that he's, he, a, he's the Wash U guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash U Medical School. Mm -hmm. He goes into the the idea that uh, the deeper you look into creation, the more order there is. So you get out your electron microscope and everything; it becomes more ordered. Yeah, sort of. Instead of less ordered, it doesn't it get becomes chaotic. ambiguous. Is the problem? Is 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 you you, you kind of, it tails off. You know, for example, like they're always looking for, they're looking for the boson now. Mm -hmm. You'll never see one. You'll only see the after effects of one and you'll inductively conclude that one was there. Well, he deals with the biological. Uh, but yeah, bi in, biological. In yeah. When you're at, at like biological for in my world, that was, those were macromolecules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. at that level. Unbelievable he genetic does. code, the mechanisms of gene transcription right, and right. protein synthesis. This is remarkable stuff. Absolutely. He does a big shtick just on how your hair grows and yeah. the engineering involved with that. And the deeper you get into this, the less likely that that just random events could have caused this. I mean, the design is so intricate. Well, it that. points. That's that's a good point. It points to design, but you can never prove that scientifically. That's the point. Well, so you can't make a religion out of science, one way or the other.